1: We're going to do what I call a temperature check but my team prefers calling it a pulse check. Uh, You know the temperature checks are quite uh, topical around the times of COVID-19. We're checking on vaccination sites across the country and our first uh, conversation will be with the MEC uh, for Health in the Free State Province. Uh, Just to check, I mean yesterday Phase 2 and Phase 1B were launched uh, in our country, marking the beginning of our vaccine rollout program. This is currently targeting people who are 60 years and older. And, you know, there are all types of uh, things we must be mindful of, Uh, making sure that we register on the EVDS system of the Department of Health, which is the electronic uh, system that we have been asked to uh, those who have the technological capabilities to, in actual fact, assist uh, elderly people who may not be uh, technologically savvy to do those things. So let me welcome MEC for Health in the Free State hu uh, good morning m e c and welcome to power talk
2: Good morning to you and the listeners at home
1: MEC, uh thank you for making the time. Perhaps let's start with just a brief overview from your side, given that yesterday was day 1, expected glitches here and there, but uh, what is it that you can tell us about the experiences in the free state with the phase 2 roll out, especially to those citizens who are not frontline healthcare workers but are 60 years and older?
2: I can say we did well because we we had plans to do to open just two sides as a way of, of just to see where, when, where, where we would be having the glitches so that when we extend and open more sides, everything is okay. Mm. We, we were supposed to open um, the Kucho Old Age Home in Bloemfontein and Tekolo Helong Welfare Centre in Kwakwa. Kwa. But uh, the one in Bloemfontein, we couldn't open at all. Our vaccinators were ready and everything, but then... and and the, the, everything was prepared, but we could not open due to the violent protests in the city of Bloemfontein But in Kwakwa, Kwa, where I was, with the premier, everything went so well. In fact, it went beyond our expectations. Yeah. We we had just prepared to vaccinate uh, around 120 uh, people, including the the 18 residents of that uh, facility. But uh, fortunately, we were able to uh, vaccinate 264. There are others that came that had not been registered, but we were able to assist them, register them, and then uh, give them the vaccine. We didn't turn anyone away, so it was it was a good uh, turnout that came, and we were happy with what uh, what happened there. We are continuing at uh, Tekulelo Welfare Center in Putarichaba today. We are continuing to, to vaccinate so, people. And it says it's all the people that come from that community they in protection.
1: So, MEC, at what point will you move beyond this one site in the province? I know that you are earmarked to open up to as many as 80 vaccination sites in the free state.
2: Yeah, because we, we, are, we are going to be opening, I think, about 60. Today we were we are moving to Le Joliputu because we're... We were trying to open in Mangaung and Tabo Muftingan as our highly populated areas. But unfortunately, Mangawung, it's, it's, it proves to be impossible now. We leave Mangawung. We are going to move to Lijole Puca and Kharib and open the sites in Kharib district and, and in Lijole because we are also ready there. We already have our vaccinators ready and we are going to get more vaccines from national office today delivered. And then as soon as we receive the, the vaccinations we will start uh we were going to also continue with the uh, the, the the previous phase, the phase, the workers, the workers, phase, phase 1B at Universitas Hospital. But unfortunately, because investors in Mangaung, our vaccinators live in the township where they can't move to come to work. So it's not possible to open that for them as well. We are only going to continue with the workers in Tabo in at Elizabeth, Togos. those workers that had been, not been registered, we can continue with them uh, there. Uh, as we concurrently as we do the elderly would we'll continue with those ones as well.
1: MEC, just to get you correctly, are you suggesting that the protests uh, that we have seen in that area are actually putting the city of Mangaung under a shutdown.
2: Yeah, I would say so, because indeed we the, our workers are unable to get to work because the roads are barricaded with big uh, stones and and everything they are threatening the lives of the people because yesterday i got the report as i was in kwakwad that our ambulance was unable to attend to a highly pregnant mother that was uh, in labor in one of the of the places in kalab motabi they could not because of the big stones and the barricaded roads they tried to 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 get to that woman but they failed
1: that is very worrying, MEC. Let's let's also talk about those elderly people who are not in old age homes or care facilities, be it your hospices and so on, who are immobile at home in rural areas. What is the strategy to get to them? It's easier to get to those that are in, you know, institutions. But what of yeah. those old people who are immobile, uh, have very little uh, care in in some instances, and even those that have care but uh, find it very very difficult to move out of their homes because of age.
2: The, uh, our 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 community health care workers are out in the communities assisting to register uh, all our older uh, elderly people uh, at their homes and those that would not be able to move to our point of vaccination we would make sure that we get those people using our own transport department to get them to the vaccination sites because remember uh, we can't go door to door trying to vaccinate people at their home as the vaccine has to be maintained at a certain temperature
1: Absolutely understood. Let me see. One of the things I've seen starting to sort of move to the background when we talk about this, uh, uh, you know, management of COVID 19 is the question around, you know, uh, uh, contact tracing and community screening. We saw a huge effort towards those two at some point last year when we were on the onset of COVID 19. Are there still, uh, you know, possibilities to ramp up, you know, contact tracing? And community screening, particularly when we are now talking about the onset of the third wave?
2: Yes, especially as here in Free State. We've been seeing our numbers going up. We we have really ramped up. Uh, the 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 contact tracing uh, approach. I also went out to try and remind the people with my team, the team that I was, was moving with me, to try and know and, uh, a loud hey and remind the people that it is still important to observe the non pharmaceutical protocols. But then we also have our surveillance teams out there uh, still trying to trace the, the contacts. We are doing that because tracing of contacts and also quarantining them and isolating those that have admitted is also one of one strategy that is helping us fight the COVID nineteen. We are continuing with that. We cannot stop, and uh, we 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 are we are right really are worried now with the situation in mangawong that uh, this protest might might uh, make our 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 campaign. You know, it might. Delay our campaign, and we might find ourselves with the numbers going up if this does not stop immediately. But uh, at least today, we know that the premier, uh, together with other MSCs, they would meet the protesters to try and get uh, to the bottom of this and address it because we are afraid it will really affect the health of the people. And it has, you know, our our tracers can't get into the township and try and get to the contacts now.
1: Yeah, see. we know that under the Phase 1A, which was using the Johnson & Johnson Sisonke uh, vaccine, which was an extended implementation study, uh, just under 500,000 frontline healthcare workers were vaccinated. In the free state, how many healthcare workers have been vaccinated today as a percentage of all the healthcare workers in the province?
2: We have vaccinated 24,000. Uh as opposed to the thirty-six thousand, we 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 have vaccinated twenty-four thousand. Uh, we are still left with about twelve thousand healthcare workers that we still uh, have to vaccinate uh, that are private and public healthcare workers.
1: Okay. me see. thank you very much for making time for us this morning, just giving us an understanding of where we are. But maybe before I let you go, we also heard that the government will be partnering up with uh, the private sector in the form of DISCAM for a rollout. Are there any DISCAM sites in your province and what? how are you interfacing with them in ensuring that people don't jump the queue and that there's still equitable access?
2: We we are going to work together with them, but that is being coordinated through through our national office uh, in uh, in ensuring that which discount, uh, uh pharmacies would be taking place in the in the vaccination. But that would be um, a good uh, help from us because we believe that with the many people that we have to vaccinate, it would be good if we partner with a private sector.
1: Okay, Let me see thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you very much. That is the MEC for Health in the Free State, uh, Munseng Tzihu, joining us here on Power Talk just to get an understanding of where uh, that uh, province is in the management of COVID-19. After this short break, we will turn to the assistant manager at Esangwini Community Health Center, Sister Tembisile Zamisa.
0: 9 a.m. to noon. This is Power Talk on Power 98.7.
1: 21 minutes past 10 back here on power talk on power 98.7 with me Luko on we now focus our attention at Esangweni community health center in tembisa where my colleague robinson Mala was reporting and covering from us yesterday Sister Zamisa, good morning welcome to power talk
0: good morning sir and how are
1: you very well how are you doing this morning
0: Good, thank you for asking.
1: No doubt, yesterday was a busy day for you and the centre. What are the lessons that you took from the first day of implementing this vaccine rollout in our country?
0: Thank you for the question. Uh, It was a hectic day, but though we prepared in advance, starting from Thursday, we were ready for everything, fortunately. We we had a good support from our chief director and the team which was coming from different angles. Like, as we are a cluster of Tembisa, we were dealing with all the members which were coming from all the angles. We received people who were coming from midstream around Kempton Park, which were out of our catchment area. But then we have managed because we were prepared.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much for that. I mean, just give us a picture. How many vaccinators do you have on site? And how many vaccine doses are you set out to deliver in a day once you reach full capacity?
0: And from the starting point, we were were telling ourselves that we are preparing to do at least 120 per day. Though each uh, vaccinator should do at least 40 per day, but we have started yesterday because it was uh, a bit late when they were bringing the vaccination. But they came around 8, and then we managed to start around 9 o'clock, whereby we managed to use 110, or vaccinate 119. And we had... uh, Uh, In total, we had 119, though we screened Uh, 141.
1: And and, and how many vaccinators do you have? We received
0: 463. We had uh, seven vaccinators on site yesterday.
1: Seven on site. And how do you deal with the issue of walk-ins? People who say they've registered in the system, but they are yet to receive those SMSs, which prove to be a voucher directing them where to go and get their vaccine.
0: As it oh, it was our first day yesterday, we did everyone who was coming in, the working the workings as well. we were dealing with them. We do register on site because we train the team that is dealing with registration.
1: And and how are you ensuring that you keep enough information to be able to remind people to come for their second dose after 21 days?
0: From the entrance of the gate, we are screening. And then after screening, there is a desk which is for the information, which we are giving pamphlets and the information that is supposed to be given to the patients and clients as well. And then after they are being vaccinated, they are going again, there is a table which is the last before they exit. That is saying, this is your second date of the second dose. And then they are being explained on the... uh, Uh, the date and when are they supposed to come as well Mm. and then when they they are like getting there I need to say the the reaction, how are they supposed to go to the facility, how are they supposed to conduct and then whom to contact
1: Okay. And I mean, today is day two. How are, the, are things looking today? Are you seeing long queues? Uh, are people being assisted at the required rate?
0: Yes, people are coming. They are flocking, but most of them, they are do having their uh, booking slots. Some of them, even yesterday, they have those times of staying. Uh, they told me to come at 12, between 12 and 4. So even today, there are people that are saying we were given time to come. But then as they come, we do vaccinate.
1: Okay. Uh, Sister Zamisa, thank you so much for joining us and giving us that update. Thank you
0: so
1: much. That's Assistant Manager Esangweni Community Health Center, Sister Tembisile Zamisa, joining us this morning here on Power Talk on Power 98.7. We turn next our attention to Carl Bremier Hospital in Cape Town.
0: 9am to noon. This is Power Talk on Power 98.7.
1: Indeed, and we bring you all the important conversations. Let's go to the city of Cape Town and talk to Ethel Linden-Mars. Good morning and welcome to Power Talk. Good morning and thank you for the opportunity. Thank you very much for joining us. Just give us a brief overview of your experience yesterday at Cal Premier Hospital with the first day of the national COVID-19 vaccine rollout.
3: Um, so thank you um, Our day wasn't much eventful. Um, fortunately, we had um, experience of the first phase, so we could incorporate the new process with a new vaccine um, uh, very smoothly um, and we could um, at least um, accommodate individuals as they walk into our facility.
1: Now, when you talk about walking in, some people—did you experience people who didn't have the required voucher because they had not have received their SMS or response from the system? And how do you handle this? Because it seems to be quite topical, and different sites are managing it differently.
3: So yes, we did have a few walk-ins. Unfortunately, um, it does unfortunately create a lot of um, challenges for us because we are accommodating individuals that were booked on the EVDS system, and we really appeal to the public to book um, and register themselves on the system. Um, and it also uh, creates a challenge with the number of vaccines allocated to our site. So if individuals come as walk-ins, we might not be able to assist them, because we do not have the allocated number of vaccines. And, uh, so again, and- they appeal
1: to register, please. And how many doses are you allocated a day and how many vaccinators do you have on site?
3: So it uh, you, it is a phase, It was a phase in process, um, but now from today onwards, we are allocated 200 um, doses. Um, in our facility at Cal Bremer Hospital, we have four vaccination um, stations, meaning each um, station has one professional nurse and what, one, administrative support.
1: I mean, today is day two. How are you looking in terms of uh, ramping up the system to make sure that it functions as uh, you know well as it is meant to be? Are you seeing any glitches that you are concerned about?
3: Um, the, uh, our IT teams and our uh, information management team is um, handling currently the glitches with EVDS. Um, so we depend on that support. Um, Today, we are working with the number of bookcases um, we have um, on the EVDS system from national, um, and we will be accommodating that total. Um, The the people that are walk-ins, we will register and assist them to register on the system. um, But we appeal that they wait for the appointments that will be SMS to them and then only come to the facility.
1: If you don't meet the daily target, would you be able to assist walk-ins with vaccines, given that some vials, if you don't use them up in a particular day, then, you know, um, you might not be able to salvage the leftover vaccine?
3: So luckily with the Pfizer vaccine, um, it has a a period of... um five days. Okay. And we do, so we will be able to accommodate walk-ins if um, we do not reach that target, but we don't encourage walking. Okay. But, um, yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, uh, Ethel, thank you so much for making time this morning for us here on Walk.
3: It's a pleasure. Thank, thank you. Thank you Keep for
1: that update. Ethel Linden-Mars, Carl Brimmer Hospital, Cape Town.